Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs. Jokic behind his back. What a take by Jokic. Your sitter. Wow. Very quick. Oh, okay. Recording now. Dick. Jeez. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Funded Show. I am Zach Bikosh with DenverStiffs.com. You are listening to Another One Net Radio. It is 4 o'clock here, Saturday afternoon in the Mile High City. We are, of course, the only Denver Nuggets dedicated show on Nothing But Net Radio. So if you're looking for the Nuggets stakes, you are in the right spot. Uh, first off, let me introduce my two co-hosts with me today. First, down in Littleton, it is Mr. Daniel Lewis. Back-to-back appearances on Pickaxe Pundits, Dan. Hey, how's it going, everybody? We live in a world where Nick Young is an NBA champion. (laughs) (laughs) And JaVale McGee's a two-time NBA champion. He's almost as good as LeBron James because he is about to. If he wins another ring... He will be as good as LeBron James. Three rings. <laughs> all right. So that's all we're going to get from Dan today. Thanks for your <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have like a way to just cut you off the line, unfortunately. Uh, I was telling this. I was telling this to one of our other writers, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gordon Grosso. I was telling him that I just need like one of those like mute buttons that they have on around the horn. They can just like penalize you guys for your terrible perfect takes. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, of course, joining us, I think I believe right now in Denver, correct, Mr. Ryan Blackburn. Uh, yeah, yeah, Highlands Ranch, actually. Uh, how's it going, Highlands guys? Highlands Ranch, representing South Denver, well represented here uh, here at the Pickaxe Funded Show. Yes, yes, we myself, are. Though, we're I would say myself holding down the northern end of Colorado, so that way we're well covered. We've got the we've got the whole state going. Anyways. We're totally rambling and not where we need to be. Um, let's get back on track here with our show. We are, of course, going to wrap up last night the Golden State Warriors by way of blowout uh, win the NBA Finals by, by way of sweep as well. So as convincing as you can pretty much get, uh, J.R. Smith's Game 1 blunder will go down in infamy. We will talk about the Warriors and their dynasty. Also, uh, I don't know, I was, I was a little bit surprised that Kevin Durant was named... Uh, NBA Finals MVP. 
Uh, and then, of course, we'll talk about LeBron. We got to get a little talk a little bit about LeBron and what happens next for him. Uh, we'll maybe try and see the future uh, and figure out where LeBron might be headed next uh, next year if he's not going to be with the Cavs. Then we will switch gears. We'll look towards the NBA draft. Get on to some Denver Nuggets topics. Uh, I want to talk about what Denver should be looking for in the draft. Uh, maybe some specific players that I'd like them to chase. And then maybe some 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 draft day trades, some fake trades. Always, always good good entertainment there with the fake trades. Uh, and then for the second of our half show, the Nuggets have brand new uniforms. They they unveiled those earlier in the week. Uh, three of their uh, four uniforms were unveiled. We'll still wait for the city edition. So we'll talk about which ones we liked, which ones we didn't like, um, and then. Uh, try, and, try and give our ideas as to what would make the perfect City Edition jersey. And then finally, uh, if we have time, we'll finish up with a little, little Denver Nuggets trivia. We'll, I'm gonna, I, I got a little story about 21st century Denver Nuggets trivia, so uh, if we get some time, we'll, get in, we'll, we'll do that to wrap up our show. All right, uh, let's, let's dive right in. Golden State Warriors 108, Cleveland Cavaliers 85. Of course, the Warriors win this. Win the NBA Finals four games to none. Uh, that is now they are back-to-back champions and three out of the last four. Uh, Ryan, let me ask you first, man. How long does the Golden State Warrior dynasty last? Uh, as long as the guys don't get bored and they stay healthy. In my opinion, this team that's it's here to stay. We've we've kind of penciled them into the NBA Finals for the. For the foreseeable future, I know that that Houston has done a great job of building at least an excellent competitor in this stage. But as we've seen with Andre Iguodala healthy, uh, this Warriors team is just unstoppable. They have way too much talent. Uh, Kevin Durant has been unbelievable. Steph Curry, unbelievable, obviously. Uh, I don't see any reason why this team is going to fall off for the foreseeable future, probably at least for the next three years. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I tend to agree. Like it, um, that, and that's what I was thinking too. About three more years, right? I and they're going to have some salary uh, decisions to make. The thing is, they're going to have bird rights on all these guys, so they can, if they're willing to pay, and it does become quite expensive quite quickly uh, if you continue to pay the luxury tax. But if they're willing to pay, and I'm sure, and they, I mean, look, they're they're charged going to charge out the nose for tickets. They're moving into the stadium into San Francisco, one of the you know. Uh, one of the most affluent cities in America. Um, they, I don't think they're going to have a trouble making money. So even if they're paying an outrageous amount of money in salaries, uh, if they want to, they can keep this team together for quite a bit, and they're going to win uh, and continue to win. Like you said, as long as they stay healthy and as long as they stay interested. Um, Dan, what about you, man? Do you kind of see that like a, at least another three years for the Warriors? Um. Yeah, I, I think three years is probably fine. It looks like Clay Thompson is going to sign his extension or sign a extension with the Warriors and just stick around. Um, I think the the first player that's probably going to fall off is Draymond Green. Right. Um, and it's going to be, he, I mean, they're all, all four of them are very important to their success, but um, he especially brings such like a, Oh, I hate this pun. This is not this is unavoidable, but a a warrior pun uh, to like 
bring it in battle and be strong defensively. And as impressive as they are offensively, they're, they're a great defensive squad. But as they start right. to age and just really put a ton of minutes on their bodies, even with them resting games during the regular season, like those playoff minutes will start to add up. And I, I could see Draymond starting to fall off. And if, if he's, if he's not even, if he's like a 26% three point shooter, you just don't have to, you know, you don't have to be afraid of his outside shot. And right. Um, he'll, Dan, C minus C minus pun at best, Dan. That's that I, was that was pretty it was, rude. It was unavoidable, but like, he he just won't be as impactful as a defender as he starts to slow down, and that that will kind of be you know, you know a crack in their right in their run at getting all the rings, all the championships. Right. Yeah, I could I could definitely see it. I mean, Dream on being that first guy to fall off is. It's the one, though, you kind of, you just wonder, like, I mean, I think they could probably absorb, though, losing Draymond. Like, they could probably still be just fine just because they still have, um, they still have Kevin Durant, who's a, who's a phenomenal defender. He's probably one of the more underrated defenders probably in the NBA. Um, and Clay Thompson, obviously, is a great defender as well. They could, if, how they would have to do it is, like, you know, maybe you hope, like, Jordan Bell uh, develops into a better just rim protector uh, for them. And I think they would, that would really help them kind of. Uh, absorb that loss if uh, if they have to let go of Draymond. I think really, as long as you keep Steph Curry and Kevin Durant around, right? Like that's if you've got those two guys, there's there's not much of a chance, uh, or there's always going to be a bit of a chance that you're going to have uh, of winning the championship. That's is just that's the the Scotty and the Michael uh, of the of the new age here um, in the NBA. Let me ask you this, uh, Ryan. So I, I was kind of shocked that, that Kevin Durant ends up getting NBA MVP. I thought for sure, uh, it would go to Steph Curry because here's the thing, man. So he had, he had the duel with LeBron, uh, in game one, he went kind of toe to toe, uh, trading baskets with LeBron in game one and, and really helped carry them through that. He then of course, sets an NBA record nine threes in game two, uh, has an off game three comes back in game four in a closeout game and scores 37 points. I don't, to me, Kevin Durant, I mean, yeah, he had two great games in a row in game three and game four, but it's like, you know, I mean, at this point, the, the, there was, it feels like there's so much p- less pressure uh, in game three and game four as compared to game one and game two. So like to see him, you know, come out and uh, dominate at that point, I mean, it's cool, but it's it, it's great, great performance, don't get me wrong, but it just, to me, it doesn't hold as much weight uh, as Steph doing it, not only doing it right out of the gate uh, in the finals, but then also uh, having the huge scoring night in, in the closeout game. Ryan, do you... Do you think that Durant was deserving, or do you think Steph should have been the the MVP? I th- I think it was really close. Uh, Steph's game uh, tonight really really helped. Uh, and yesterday, it's it's hard to yeah. Yesterday, absolutely. Uh, this this game game four really helped Steph's cause. Uh, unfortunately for him, game three of Kevin Durant was just absurd. He carried the Warriors in in a way that they hadn't need hadn't needed to be carried before. Uh, Forty three points, I believe, on an absurd efficiency. Uh, uh, he just made some incredible shots, and we've we've all seen Steph make incredible shots as well. But in that game, I think it was very clear the player that the Warriors turned to at that point. And while I would have loved to see Steph get the MVP this year. Uh, I think that 
Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor for them. So I don't know if that necessarily makes him the most valuable, but he was definitely the best. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dan, what about you? Was KD deserving of MVP? I think so. Um, I think he basically won it in game three when he hit that three-pointer from the same spot he did last season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the reasons Ryan brought up, you know, that he really carried his the team in game three, but at the, oh, sorry, excuse me. Um, I just feel like for for the entire length of the of the series, he was the most consistently great or consistently valuable player. Um, I, I don't think he had a bad game the entire series. Even the game when LeBron went off for 51-8-8, eight and eight, like Kevin Durant still had a great game. So right. I, I think he's deserving of it. We'll see. You know, he'll probably win it next year too. So we'll we have that to look forward to. There you go. There you go. So that's the thing. And so just well, stick... maybe Nikola Jokic will, but it'll. Oh, there you go. Better. Yes, yeah. yes. I love it. I love the take. So Nikola yeah, Jokic see? straight it to the Warriors for Draymond Green. Oh, jeez. Oh uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna switch. Switch over to the other team, the losing side. Uh, Cleveland, of course, now loses the third last uh, or their third finals in the last four years, uh, and it somewhat kind of looks like the end of the run for LeBron James, his second run in Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, uh, it doesn't seem that likely at this point that he's he's going to come back. If anything, I mean, after that, after that, J.R. Smith blunder in Game One, I think that that was kind of the nail in the coffin uh, for LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Dan, if it, I guess, it, would you agree with that that he's done in Cleveland? And then, if so, um, where where would you where would you hypothesize that he might go? Um, I do think that LeBron. Well, I I think that the best answer is to say that he's just going to come back to Cleveland. I think his connections with the area are too strong, and he he's not going to want to leave. Um, however, I think the most entertaining place for him to go would be to go to New Orleans um, and uh, play with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Um, I mean, it's, it's not really an on the radar place, but they play a high tempo. Um, You know, they really only need to get like the six or seven or eight seed. (laughs) Right. It would be unbelievable defensively. Right. I mean, well, they, they just give games off for Anthony Davis and LeBron um, Andrew Holiday, you know, just so that they're, you know, they don't have as many minutes on them once they hit the playoffs. And then they would just be an incredible defensive team. They'll still have Nikola Miritich. Um, they right. can bring in a couple of veterans. Alvin Gentry is a good coach who just got an extension. <clears throat> um, they have some young players that they can try to flip in trades. Um, you know, they don't have too many bad contracts anymore. Um and they, they have some cap space with Boogie leaving. And right. so they could be like, well, you know, LeBron might be like, well, I don't want LeBron, I don't want DeMarcus Cousins to come to come down to, to come back here to New Orleans. And they'd be like, all right, fine. Whoever you want. Right. Like, <laughs> or, you know, yeah, and kind of build this juggernaut down in New Orleans. And I think that'd be, I mean, it would suck for the Nuggets. But like, I, I think that if LeBron wants to beat the Warriors, that he needs to meet them earlier in the playoffs when his team's not as banged up and they have more energy. Um, 
and then he can, you know, really just give it a go for a seven-game series. And then he knows once he gets past them in the Western Conference Finals, like, that, you know, he just has to play some team in the, you know, in the East. Just play like, like Milwaukee Philadelphia or Boston. Or Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee, Boston, or Philadelphia. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, I can beat these guys. I have Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, and I'm really, right. really good, you know, and... I, I think that's the best. I think that would be the most entertaining and most successful place for him to go, but I, I really do not expect that to happen. I like it. I like that. That's so sort of a more out-of-the-box uh, a thought there than, than what, what most people see. What about you, Ryan? Where would you, uh, I guess, where would you think is the most entertaining place uh, to see Nikola Jokic? You mean LeBron James? Or LeBron James, yeah, mm-hmm. not Nikola Jokic. Uh, Nikola Jokic's <laughs> most entertaining place is in the Pepsi Center and, like, locked in there for the rest of his life. Uh, however, for LeBron James, I think the most entertaining place and probably the best play, the best chance for him to beat the Warriors is with none other than the Houston Rockets. Yep. This team, if they put together, the like, three of the top ten passers of all time, which I I would consider each of those guys to be top 10 at this point with some of the incredible plays that they can make. Uh, You have Chris Paul, James Harden, and LeBron James taking turns facilitating offense. It would be the best offense the world has ever seen, and it was clearly the biggest hole that the Houston Rockets had going uh, uh, going into the series against the Warriors. They needed a forward that could match up with Kevin Durant. Right, and they right. didn't get it. Uh, they had Trevor Ariza go 0 for 12 with like 0 for <laughs> 7 three pointers, and in Game Seven, and uh, I know James Harden gets a lot of a bad rap, but when you have a guy go 0 for 12, that's kind of an issue. Um, right. I can imagine a LeBron James led and James Harden led Houston Rockets team taking down Golden State. Yeah, I think it's uh, that's. I think it definitely uh, will be a possibility if um, if you add him to that team. It's it's. I mean, then it's it's pretty much uh, they they match up really well, and it's it's you're on a pretty even playing field uh, in terms of talent between those two teams at that point. Uh, I just it's. I don't know. I I just say I it's so. I mean, for LeBron to get on to Houston, right? You're gonna have to. Um, you're most likely going to have to get somebody to take Ryan Anderson off your hands, uh, which could be a little bit tough. Um, hey, uh, what if what if they did like a sign and trade? I don't. Even, this is probably illegal in the CBA rules, but like a, a sign and trade where they sign Clint Capella to a like max max extension, and then trade him and Ryan Anderson to like the Phoenix Suns uh, or the Clippers. And then they get DeAndre Jordan for like one, you know, on like a one year, like mid level exception contract or something, you know, <laughs> like some kind of contract. Well, I think like, I think that's interesting. I I just don't see DeAndre accepting anything lower than what like he he wants like a twenty million dollar contract. But the the what they really could do is LeBron James could opt in like what Chris Paul did this past year and they could trade LeBron to Houston uh, for Ryan Anderson and draft picks out the ass. Like that's, that's honestly the only way that they're going to get him. Uh, 
if if LeBron leaves Cleveland, then they have to start rebuilding, and there aren't that many better things to do than just to accumulate draft picks at that point. So, right. and and just completely bottom out. So I don't know. I th- I think that that's the most entertaining spot. They'd have the talent. They'd have the shooting. If they were able to keep Clint Capella, that he'd have a great role man uh, in the pick and roll. All three of them would honestly. And then right. maybe they keep around PJ Tucker or Eric Gordon or Trevor Ariza or one of one or two or those guys. Uh, and then that's just a, a great solid core four with solid role players around them. What if what if LeBron signed with San Antonio and they traded the Marcus Aldridge for somebody? I could that was that. my I mean, second like that was my second thought. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's a, there's an opportunity that LeBron could um, LeBron could end up going to San Antonio. That's uh, uh, that's certainly a spot. Um, well, like one be... last one last run for Coach Pop. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Kawhi's I mean, like, you got that connection. Kawhi's so. like, you know, LeBron's like, hey, look, Kawhi, just be here for one year, and then you can just go sign out. with the Lakers or whatever. Right. And uh, I just want to give Coach Pop one last run through the playoffs. We're going to use his genius to help us. Knock, you know, destroy the Warriors. We're gonna trade the Marcus Aldridge for something. I don't know, but you know, some some bigger, some big that plays better with LeBron and Kawhi. And uh, any pick and roll big, honestly. Right. right. Yeah. Nerlens Noel. <laughs> um, and uh, sure. Coach Pop just like turns him into this juggernaut, and yeah, they trade the Marcus Aldridge for like Mike Conley. You know, this now we're like really deep down the rabbit hole. Oh, so we got go. like. Yeah. Mike Conley, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Nerlens Noel going against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. That'd be, be, that'd be crazy. So, that'd be that'd fun. Be, that'd be entertaining. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. It would be fun. Uh, I don't know if you could get all those guys in the salary cap. That would be a tough one, but um, certainly worth it. You know, another thing that you could do is if if if, uh, if Cleveland wanted Clint Capella, um, you could that you could do that kind of sign and trade where you do. Um, Clint Capella gets like a max uh, and, and essentially signs uh, and goes to um, Cleveland. Uh, LeBron James sign sign and trade for a max, and they and they just uh, essentially sign and trade for each other. Uh, I think you'd have to probably send a little bit more on blah, 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 blah. Uh, on Houston side. They'd probably have to send out at least one other contract, but. Um, you could get it done. There'd be ways to do it. It would be certainly be entertaining. I did see a report that it wasn't that they were saying it's not likely that he go to Houston. I think it is just because of the Ryan Anderson thing. Like I don't see why Cleveland, um, if that was the case, wanted why would they would want to take um, Ryan Anderson back in the what forty million dollars that he's still going to be owed over the next two seasons? Um, probably probably hard to hard sell there. So I'm guessing that's probably why that won't fall through uh, or won't but, go through. I but imagine the Ryan Anderson Kevin Love defense. Yes. <laughs> just, just imagine how how terribly that would go. Oh my god! Oh, oh, it would be the worst, the worst front court uh, in the NBA, at least on defense. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's get to, into the NBA draft because that is what is next on the horizon for the Denver Nuggets, and we are actually a Denver Nuggets show. It only took us twenty minutes uh, to start talking about them, but uh, that is what we actually do here. Uh, I want to start off talking about what so obviously uh i don't know there's there's that there's the the age age long debate like uh you know do you want to draft for need or do you draft for the best player available um just assuming like if the denver nuggets were looking at needs uh ryan i'll ask you man what 
what should be their what should be their top three needs uh, in the draft? So right now, I I kind of broke this down. I think that the the primary thing that Denver needs in this draft is a starting caliber big wing, somebody yeah. that can handle the ball, somebody that that can also space the floor, but also somebody who can switch on defense and and kind of play two through four a little bit. Uh, he he's a little bit flexible uh, with his with his versatility, and but also has kind of the top end talent to be effective. The second thing I would say is just a backup point guard. Uh, at this point, we aren't sure what Denver is going to do for their backup point guard situation next year. Devin Harris is a free agent. Monty Boris is coming off of a off of a two way contract. Uh, actually, he's still on the two way contract, but it's a two way contract, so, so he'll be a restricted uh, not, free agent. Not a lot of not a lot of uh, actually his deal, I believe, is a two year deal. Uh, Tory Craig's two way contract was a one year deal. Uh, I believe that that was one of the distinctions in their two-way contracts. Uh, but still, it's a two-way contract, and he's only got 45 days that he could play at the NBA level at this point. And and that's uh, that's an issue if you're if you have a back games. <laughs> yeah, 45 45 games. We'll we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> the way the way you want uh, it. Enough, enough flights on Southwest. <laughs> Uh, the the last thing I would say is just overall defensive talent. Uh, right. I I would say that this team was was an awful defensive team, and I don't think that anybody would argue with me on that. And simply adding top tier defensive players, uh, if you can't add either of the top two things, or if either of the top two things also include a defensive piece. That is a great thing. That is that is what the Nuggets should be looking for to raise their ceiling, in my opinion. I left off the Kenneth Fareed and plus 14 type trade rumors. However, that's also something that's kind of flying around there. Right. Dan, what about you, man? What would you say are the, are the major needs for the Nuggets uh, in, in the draft? Well, um, I, I don't. I think they need to avoid drafting a point guard um, to kind of counter what Ryan was saying. I, I just I just don't see how you can be a successful team if you just keep throwing out, you know, rookie point guards, point you know, cards, nineteen yeah. and twenty year old point guards who, you know, can't even get into a bar, like let alone <laughs> get into the paint. Um, that, that comes up on the scouting report. Can't get into bar. Cannot drink. Um, right. Legally. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I think the big, the biggest thing they need, and ironically, I did write an article about this. Uh, it, it wasn't for Denver Stiffs, but you can check it out on Fansided if you look for hey, the NBA hey, hey, draft. Hey, hey. No, no, no plug in other sites here. <laughs> um, but <laughs> my number one, my number one draft target that I wrote was that the Nuggets need to, they need to trade back. Um, they, they have to get rid of some of the log jams that they have on their roster because we've been talking about this for a while, you know, about how they have positional log jams uh, for, for players that aren't very good at a lot of their positions. Um, but now, now it's actually going to cost them a lot of money potentially. And um, they, I feel like they need to, to exercise that threat for the players that have player options to say like, Hey, look, 
if you opt into this player option, we're trading you to another team. You know, right. especially Wilson Chandler. Like if Daryl Arthur is a little understandable to keep him around, he can be their their wise veteran that they keep on the roster. But for Wilson Chandler, just be like, hey, look, if you opt into this contract, we're trading you to like Chicago or we're trading you to Phoenix. Like, you know, we we don't want you to That's be on. <laughs> Phoenix is um, nice in December. Um, yeah, if you like living on the surface of the sun. Um, <laughs> no, but, but in uh, December, during the basketball season, it's great. <laughs> I think this, the second need that they um, have for the draft then is to acquire an athletic wing, like, and not right. someone that's six six, like right. someone that has to be at least six seven, and like between six foot seven and six foot ten, um, right. someone that can match up with the other athletes. Um, and then the third thing I think they need is just, uh, you know, a, a draft and stash in the second round. They've got a, they've got two picks. There's no reason for them to draft a player to send to their non-existent G League team. So you just need to draft an international dude and stash him overseas so that he doesn't cost any money. Um, it it might not even be a bad idea to to sell one of those picks for cash because the Nuggets need it so bad. Right. Yeah, no, I, I actually 100% agree. Like, that would be my draft plan. I think you need you need a wing. And, though, the one thing I would say is I'm not necessarily as big as wild on drafting back because if you're getting rid of Wilson Chandler, um, you, still have, you still don't know if you're going to have Will Barton back either. They, they just get really, really thin at small forward. And I think if you start going too much further back in the draft, I, like, I even question whether or not you can find someone at 14 um, who could be a rotation piece, could potentially – be your backup small forward uh, right away. Uh, you know, usually rookies, you look at a guy, take for example, Gary Harris. He didn't really play at all his rookie year, um, and he was drafted 14th. Yusuf Nurkic didn't really play until later in the uh, later in the year. Really, the only guys who have who have played right away for the Nuggets as rookies have been Moutier uh, and Jamal Murray, and they were, of course, seven over number seven overall picks. Can I give uh, you a take? Uh, okay. Yes. One of one of my reasons for why I think that the Nuggets should trade back, um, and this this player also is not under contract for the Nuggets right now, but I I think the starting small forward for the Nuggets next season should be Tory Craig. All uh, right, Tory. Wait, see, here's the thing. I I agree, but uh, six foot six, man. Like he's like like we're saying. I agree that they need a bigger wing, and Tory Craig is not that guy. Like. And that's that's where I, I like Torrey Craig, and I like Torrey Craig like as your as a shooting guard, small forward kind of hybrid off the bench, where you can play a little bit smaller um, and maybe put him in that small forward spot. But I think you've got to have uh, if you're going to use him as one of your small forwards, the other one's got to be a bigger one. So he maybe could be your starting small forward, but that means your backup's got to be uh, it's still got it's got to well, be a bigger I mean, guy. I'm, I'm also hoping that they draft a you know defensive wing like someone like Melvin Frazier. Or Kate Bates Diop oh, or Troy Brown. Yeah. So that, that way Frazier. they can like develop that guy, you know, and Craig can be the starting small forward, but I also hope that they resign Will Barton. So like you and know, he would be Craig is just in there for twenty twenty four right. minutes a game. He's giving you a bunch of energy and hustle and defense. He's not really your he's not the small forward you're gonna close games with, but he's certainly gonna be one the one out there for the first six minutes of the first quarter, you know, yeah. out there trying to help prevent the other team from, you know, getting out to a 20 to five start kind of a thing. Yep. 
All right, I'll tell you what, here, here's what I want to do, um, because I can already see where we're at on time. So I want to hit a break right now, and then when we come back, we're going to keep keep going on this draft talk, and then if we get time, maybe we'll, we're, you guys are going to miss out on Nuggets trivia. I'm so I'm so upset. Um, I was going <laughs> to prove that I was going to prove I could do it better than than Altitude 950 because I was dominating their trivia uh, just the other day. Uh, but I guess that's not going to happen. But I want to take a break now, and then we'll keep this draft conversation going, and then maybe if we get some time at the end, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, the new Denver Nuggets new threads uh, that they're going to be debuting next season. So let's hit the break and be right back. We've all been there. When the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest, that's when disaster strikes. The last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business. Maybe your light suddenly won't turn on, or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling. Heck, maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family-owned and operated business that serves the front range and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. Into the Pickaxe Pundit Show. Uh, I'm Zach Bigosh, DenverStiffs.com. We're here with Daniel Lewis, Ryan Blackburn. We've, we've uh, we finished wrapping up now uh, our conversation on the NBA Finals. We started getting into the NBA Draft, and I want to keep that conversation going. Um, so we kind of talked about the players, what needs that the Nuggets uh, that the Nuggets have, and now I kind of want to. So now I want to look at like kind of more some specific players uh, that you guys are, that you guys might think uh, the Nuggets uh, should be trying to trying to get in the draft either at the 14th pick or by moving forward or back. Dan, you had mentioned already a couple. I so you mentioned Melvin Fraser. I always I joke about this, but it's so true. Like if you find the wing who has the biggest hands. Like they always end up being solid, uh, solid basketball players. Usually pretty good defenders, uh, and just kind of like rangy wing players. Melvin Fraser, biggest hands out of any player um, in the in the draft combine. Does he, have, any does he have huge hands? Huge, huge, yes, huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he has. So I like I like the idea of Melvin Fraser. I that's a guy though. I think you trade back, right? I don't think you take him at fourteen. That might be kind of reaching a little bit um, there. I think that that you can get him probably. Just don't in the trade 20s. back to twenty nine, and then you can get and then take, he gets like pick twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> ah! yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, if they, if the Nuggets could find a way to trade up. 
Michael Bridges would be the guy, I think. I think everybody would kind of agree with that. If you could somewhere get into that, like, 6-8 to eight range, uh, maybe Cleveland at 8, uh, a team you try and try and get something to work out with. Uh, he's obviously, I mean, he's to me, he's like the best-case scenario. Uh, really, well, the best-case scenario is Luka Doncic, but uh, he's the best-case <laughs> scenario that's probably realistic. Um, if you could, If you could get him... I think that would be a huge. And then uh, for me, I guess if they're staying at 14, it's, I don't know, like, uh, honestly, Kevin Knox, like, seems to me, to me, he, like, kind of makes the most sense. He's, like, he fits the need. He can shoot. Uh, you know, he's a decent player. Um, I, I, really just, hope, he, I, I really hope I really hope that I can take Kevin Knox because he seems like the most Wizards pick ever like, <laughs> of any player in the draft. It's the, why, why, why is he the most Wizards pick ever? Because uh, he just like he looks like he should be good at basketball, but he's not, not right now. Yeah, but, but look at look at yeah. So he, what you're saying is he'll be he'll be awesome in like three years, uh, Maybe. just like just like Otto Porter Jr. and um, Kelly Oubre, right? They were both. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, were, they both looked hey, like Otto yeah. Porter Jr. Like was a third overall pick. He looked like a bust to, uh, when he first came out, and then um, and then he, he ended he up hard. being a pretty good pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on, he was. He, he wasn't until his third season that he finally started getting good. Ryan, what about you, man? Give me some, give me some, uh, some names uh, of players you'd like to see the Nuggets take. I think the uh, it's 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 hard to say. I'm I'm going to focus on guys that I think could contribute as high caliber players on day one. The the four guys, and I wrote about this yesterday on Denver Stiffs in my mailbag. Uh, the four guys I believe that could start at the three this year for Denver immediately are Luka Doncic, Michael Porter Jr., Mikhail Bridges, and Miles Bridges. Each of those four guys brings a different skill set, but each of those four potentially be a solid wing in this league to varying degrees. Uh, I think that Mike, Mikhail Bridges brings the most defense and kind of the, the best role player vibe. Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is your classic. He's six foot eleven now. He's your six foot eleven, huge wing, super skilled. Hopefully, he doesn't bust kind of guy. Miles Bridges is kind of the hybrid in between those two, and Luka Doncic is your gem. He's he's the the LeBron James or James Harden of this draft, in my opinion. Uh, just the guy who can control the ball and and do amazing things with it. If you get any of those four guys regardless of what you give up i think you're pretty happy that's that's a fair no i think those are all yeah i think all you're definitely um you're definitely quite happy with any one of those uh any one of those guys uh i do i do wonder uh i well i, I mean like you said luka Doncic, it she seems like she's such a uh, uh you know such a Kind of a pipe dream, I guess. So it's uh, I try not to get too too excited with that. Michael Porter Jr. the same thing. Like I just don't know. I don't know if there's anything that the Nuggets can offer, save short of Nicole Jokic or Jamal Murray or Gary Harris. Um, and even even then, I don't even know. Uh, I, I just don't know if there's anything you can offer to get entice a team somewhere around pick three, pick four, where those guys um, are going to end up uh, end up going. So that would be uh, I, it. Would be nice. I've, but I just, I've I just ran don't some. See it. I've ran some mock drafts. I've, I've been trying, we've been trying to figure out 
kind of where Michaela Miles Bridges are falling in particular. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that Luka Doncic and Michael Porter Jr. are gone just because right. of the caliber of player that they are. I think that there's a possibility that both one or both of Michaela Miles Bridges are at 9 or 11 with New York and Charlotte. Both of those teams are kind of now in, in a weird position. They're both in talent acquisition mode. There is not a lot of future for those teams. Like Kemba right. Walker's probably gone. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, New York, Kristaps uh, Porzingis is injured. This season's kind of lost for them. So in my opinion, both of those teams should be in talent acquisition mode. And the Nuggets are not short on talent. That's one of the things that I think that they offer if they were to trade up in this situation. Now, you would lose a trade chip in order to try and shed salary, but this is a power move that if you can get either one of those bridges, uh, I think that you you do it. You you see if you can get Mikhail Bridges because of his excellent fit uh, in the starting lineup, and or you see if you can get Miles Bridges and that he, he has some superstar potential to, to continue growing beyond what we think he can be. Uh, right. Either of those two are are kind of A plus uh, selections in the draft. Once you get beyond those guys, it's it's guys like Keita Bates Diop, Melvin Frazier, both of those guys I've listed as as top tier defensive talents that the Nuggets should be pursuing. And that's that's kind of I would say a plan B or plan C if they can't get a starting caliber wing. All right, Dan, uh, how about you? Give me some names that uh, you're, you're looking at for the Nuggets in the draft. Well, I'm glad that we both agree on Melvin Frazier. Uh, I think he's especially awesome, and I'd like to see him play in Denver. Um, another guy I like is Kade Bates-Diop. Um, I, th- I think he's an underrated defender, and I think he has a lot of talent on offense that he hasn't been able to show. I think he's got a pretty versatile game um, on that end of the court. And then um, the third guy for right now, it that could change um, in a little while. You know, you ask me in a couple couple hours and that could change. But right now the third guy is Jacob Evans. Um, he's just a, you know, a, an aggressive defender who can create plays off the dribble, shoot off the dribble, rebound. Um, and was what played on one of the best defenses in college basketball. Um, he's he's not quite the uh, you know as big as Bates Diop or Melvin Frazier, but those are three guys I like. Um, and I'll give you, uh, I guess since Ryan gave you a couple names, I'll give you a fourth name too. Uh, and this is a guy that actually has worked out for the Nuggets already, and that's Admiral Schofield. And right. I just really like him because he looks like. He could run through a brick wall and, uh, you know, not, not be any worse to wear. He, he's awesome. Right. Dan is team muscle watch. He, he loved Sammy Ojale <laughs> last year. He's, he's definitely team muscle watch and, and big, massive guys that can just power yeah. through a wall. That's, 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 that's Dan's that's style. The, that's the, uh, if you look on, t- that's the, uh, Yabu hive. So that is part <laughs> of that. <laughs> <laughs> Dan is Dan is just one of the guys who are all yoked. I like it. I don't like it. Um, Yabu Shale, Ben Wallace was the original founder. DeAndre Jordan had a, a spell there. Semi Ojale, Tyler Lydon. Yeah, just incredibly <laughs> rich jack guys. <laughs> just, 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 Tyler Lydon. 
Uh, try to sneak that Get one. Get well in soon, there. Tyler. Get well uh, soon. Right. I love you. Right. Um, what about what about the kid from France? Is like one of those draft and stash um, potentials. What is what is his name? On, on, uh, Are you talking about Elliot? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Akobo, yeah. Uh, he's a point guard. He's he's a guy who I I would say is extremely skilled. He's a good shooter off the dribble. Uh, he's he's kind of an under the radar sneaky good point guard prospect i wouldn't stash him at this point and i also don't think that he makes it out of the first round so that's that seems yeah so if he see that's where i would say i would like if if he doesn't make it out of the first round then i'm a no-go but they have those like you guys mentioned they have those two second round picks if he falls into the second round like i would be um, and this would be, of course, contingent on what talks you, you could figure out with him, but I would be a, definitely trying, if he's in the second round, uh, I'd be trying to maybe package my two second round picks to move up, uh, and pick him and then just tell him, be like, look, man, you can, what, 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 what would you rather do? Go play in the G league, uh, and make $45,000 a year. Um, and, and maybe make up to $200,000, uh, playing, uh, if you, if you get you playing on a two way contract or do you, do you want to go, uh, back to France and make, you know, make a lot more money and, and continue to play over there, uh, for a couple more seasons. That's but that like, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't go after him if it takes a first round pick, but to me, if he's the guy who falls into the second round, um, I would definitely, I would definitely be intrigued in trying to chase him and then trying to stash him. Um, one, one more guy that I'm going to throw at you is as kind of what I would say is a late first, early second round guy, Josh Okoji. He's a player that the nuggets have worked out, uh, along with with Zaire Smith and Jalen Brunson and and a lot more I guess higher profile guys. Josh Okoji was a a six foot four and a half shooting guard from Georgia Tech. He's already two hundred and ten pounds though. He's a guy who's pretty thick. He's got a seven foot wingspan. If if you ask me to pick the next Donovan Mitchell, the guy who kind of surprises people out of nowhere based off of his skills, based off of his his body type based off of kind of the the player he is coming out of college and what we could project him to be in the NBA. Lots of people say Lonnie Walker. I say it's it's much closer to be Josh Okoji and he's a much lower profile player and I don't know why. Er, they're, they're pretty good odds that he's going to average like 16 points a game for the Nets next season. <laughs> sure. And like people are going to be like, should they pay D'Angelo Russell? They already have a star in Okoji. So. <laughs> oh, that would be uh, that would be excellent. I would love that. That would be peak peak nets. Um, okay. he's, he's, he's also a guy. Club. He's also a guy that's very defensive. Like like when you're talking about defensive players, he I mean seven foot wingspan, excellent athlete. He's right. a guy who I could. He's got great defensive instincts too. That's one of the things that really shows through on film. I mean, if we're talking about upgrading the defense, he's a great second round candidate. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, no, that's another good name, Ryan, with the in-depth, uh, in-depth names, and Ryan and Dan, both of you guys. I like that. This is why I had both of you guys on. I knew I was like, we'll get some good draft. We'll get some good draft talk. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about this instead of players. How about fake draft day trades? I'm gonna open up. This is one I I cooked up this this uh, just the other night when I was thinking of putting this together. This rundown. Um, so here's how it goes. Denver Nuggets, they trade the number 14 pick. Uh, oh, no, sorry. So, okay, so hold on. First, the first portion, so the Denver Nuggets <laughs> trade, the Denver Nuggets trade Gary Harris. Wow. Uh, 
to to Cleveland. Okay. Um, and they trade the number fourteen pick to San Antonio. Cleveland trades the number eight pick in George Hill to San Antonio, and the San Antonio Spurs trade Kawhi Leonard to the Denver Nuggets. So Whoa. Nuggets, the Nuggets, of course, get Kawhi Leonard. That's an upgrade over Gary Harris, and they they pay the fourteenth overall pick to get it. Cleveland, expecting LeBron James to leave, now gets. Number pick number eight, or no, sorry, gets Gary Harris, a player who's already proven is still young. Um, I mean, you, you instead of taking has, a gamble, he has on proven the, that he is young. Yes. Well, no. So, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so instead of taking a <laughs> Dan with hard hitting analysis here, <laughs> um, hey, with, man, that's you, bro. No, 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 no. I'm saying he he is proven and he is young. Yep, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Instead of gambling on a on maybe getting a proven player with the number eight pick with the number eight pick, you already have a proven player in Gary Harris. He's on a reasonable contract, but he's already under contract uh, for a while, so you can build with him. Uh, that will be a good piece for them. And then, of course, the Spurs with the trouble uh, with Kawhi and not knowing if that relationship can be repaired. You get two first-round draft picks, two lottery picks, um, and then you get George Hill's contract, which is really interesting because it's only guaranteed. It's not an option. It's only guaranteed for $1 million. His tw- of his $20 million, only $1 million is guaranteed. Guarantees don't become – or contracts don't become fully guaranteed until January 10th. So you can take that contract and then you've got options. You can just clear out the space immediately and maybe try and um, clear some more space to chase a guy like LeBron James. Um, you could uh, you could hold on to it and use it as a, tr- as a trade chip and be willing to take back other contracts for teams trying to shed space and pick up extra draft picks if the Spurs decide that they want to go ahead uh, and go full rebuild. Um, or, you know, George Hill, it's, it's also only one season. And then after that, you can get out of it with the team option. So, uh, you, if you, if Tony Parker were to retire or something like that, or no, you just wanted George Hill there, you you could take him. I mean, he's still a good player. So, uh, that is my favorite draft day trade. Dan, I'll let you give, give me yours first. All right. So, uh, preparing for this segment, I cooked up a fake trade that I think is pretty neat. Um, this is a blockbuster trade with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, and the Mavericks are doing this to kind of tank for next season and really look to compete in the 2019-2020 season. Um, so with that kicker. Um, so on draft night, the Nuggets trade Mason Plumley, Kenneth Freed, Juancho Hernan Gomez, and Malik Beasley to the Dallas Mavericks for Harrison Barnes, who has two years, like, uh, let's say like $46 million left on this right, contract. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> but you've gotten rid of Mason Plumley and Kenneth Freed, and you don't have to re-sign Juancho Hernan Gomez in two years. And right. we already know that Harrison Barnes can be the fifth best player on a championship team. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes. but the Mavericks also send the fifth pick to the Nuggets for the, the Nuggets and over the 14th pick and their unprotected 2020 first-round pick. Then the Mavericks signed DeMarcus Cousins in free agency, which, you know, he, he tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for a long time. Even when he comes back, he's not going to be at full strength. They know they're going to be bad. So they're looking for, like, Cam Reddish in the draft so they can have this core of Boogie, 
you know, Dennis Smith. Cam, Reddish, Cam Reddish and Dennis Smith Jr., right? And then they've got players like Mason Plumley, who can be a starting center for them while Boogie is recovering, you know, and can play valuable backup minutes. Maybe he can even play power forward next to Boogie. Who knows? They got Kenneth Freed's expiring contract on the books. That'll create some cap space for him in the 2019-2020 season. And they'll have that upcoming first-round pick, you know, to kind of, like, help bolster them in two seasons when they're, you know, looking to add a, like, 16 to 20, you know, number 16 to number 20 draft pick to give them a bench guy. So I think that'd be a pretty attractive trade for Dallas. Uh, maybe they're just like, whatever, Harrison Barnes, you're out of here. We want DeMarcus Cousins. You're, he's our new favorite right. agent. Um, right. And the Nuggets, with the number five pick, take Miles or Mikhail Bridges and uh, just roll with that, you know, and they can have a starting lineup of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Harrison Barnes, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. We know Barnes is an athletic cutter. He can shoot from the three-point range. He, you know, he's had a, a lot of mid-range work he's a good finisher in Dallas, there. but that's just because of his, you know, change in his role. He's, he's a good... And he can move down and play, like, you know, power forward. Right. That gives the Nuggets options. They'd have Trey Lyles off the bench. They'd have McCall Bridges off the bench. But they could still re-sign Will Barton because they've they've sent $30.7 million to Dallas. Right. So they can max Jokic, re-sign Barton, and their bench rotation can be Monte Morris, Will Barton, McCall Bridges, Trey Lyles, and then... Uh, just some tall six foot eleven guy that they signed to be a backup center. Tyler Lydon. <laughs> well, ooh, hey, ooh. I think he's only, I think he's only six nine though. But yeah, but he's only Lydon, six foot ten, and he only weighs like one hundred ninety pounds. So. <laughs> he looks bigger than he is. I like that man. That's that's not a bad trade. That, that definitely uh, gives the Nuggets a real nice looking core um, to keep keep building around. It keeps them flexible too. There in a couple of years, they'll have will continue to have uh, space. You know as as Barnes comes off the the books, you start you give Murray his contract. It it works out. That's yeah. Not, once that's Barnes leaves, once Barnes leaves, Bridges takes over, and the small forward spot. By then, hopefully, they've been right. able to find a backup. You know, to kind of take that position. But your then your core is just Jokic, Bridges, Harris, and Murray, and that's that's a good team. Yeah. No, I I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't disagree at all. All right, Ryan, you can. Uh, we, we're not even going to get to uniforms, but Ryan, you can finish out our show with your uh, your favorite fake trade for draft day. All right, so I was initially going to go with a trade down, but what's the fun in that? So exactly. let's try let's try something else. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Chicago. Uh, Chicago at number seven is an interesting spot for Denver uh, to, to, to try and trade up with because they can just get there, in my opinion. Uh, Chicago's probably going to miss out on some of the top tier and talent that would pair well with Larry Markinen, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine. Uh, it's probably too high for them to feel good about picking what they think is a role player in Mikhail Bridges, Miles Bridges, uh, I think Michael Porter Jr. will also be off the board. I don't think they're they're going to be like in favor of Trey Young. So what I think that they do is the Nuggets will trade them the 14th pick, Juancho Hernan Gomez, 
and Malik Beasley, along with maybe some salary. Let's let's call it uh, Mason Plumley, or mm. or we'll go we'll go Kenneth Fareed. Uh, but if it is Mason Plumley, the Nuggets then take back Cristiano Felicio, Justin Holiday, and the seventh pick. Uh, those are relatively like below average veterans. Justin Holiday's okay. Uh, he has some playing talent capability, but the the primary piece there is the seventh pick, where the Nuggets really acquire a a chance to solidify their roster for the foreseeable future with a Mikhail Bridges or a Miles Bridges. If Michael Porter Jr. happens to fall to that point, then maybe he's the selection. But uh, any of those three guys, I think, would be a, a fair player to pick at that position. My personal favorite at that point is Mikhail Bridges. I think that his fit with Jamal Murray, Gary Harrison, Nikola Jokic is sublime, uh, not to mention Paul Millsap, too. Uh, you can fill out the bench with Justin Holiday, Cristiano Felicio. Cristiano Felicio is the perfect kind of backup center, kind of a, a, a mid money kind of guy. Not going to wow you. He's but also doesn't play with 15 Jokic. minutes. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Uh, he also has the contract but, that Mason Plumley should have been signed to. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And this way, if you're if you're the the Bulls, you're probably trading Robin Lopez in the offseason anyway. Mason Plumley can be the starter next to Lowry Markin in long term or not long term, but in the short term. Kind of protect him a little bit from foul trouble. Lowry can continue developing like a Kristaps Porzingis. And Plumley just is playing smart defense for them. But with if you're the Nuggets and you can get a guy that you think can start for your team for the foreseeable future, put at least 30 minutes per game in, in one of those starting caliber wings, then you got to do it. Like it's, you got to do it. It's that simple. Right. Yeah. No, I, it's funny. All, every single one of us, our, our fake trades uh, were centered around bringing back a small forward. Um, that's that. Right. It's crazy. So hopefully the Nuggets don't trade down and take a power forward. Um, all right. That is all the time we have for Marvin the pickaxe Market show. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, make sure you're following us all on Twitter. I'm at Zach Mikosh. Dan is at Minuteman Dan. Ryan is at NBA Blackburn. Um, at Denver Stiffs, at MBN-Radio. That's dash spelled out, not like a dash is in, is in a dash. Can you even do dashes in Twitter handles? I don't know. Um, yeah, oh, make sure you're, of course. Oh, see, there you go. Boom. Um, but it's not that. It's just the word spelled out. Uh, Actually, it's sh- the underscore. That's what it is. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You can do an underscore. This is, we, look, we got to go. If uh, you were <laughs> using handles, you'd want to use an M dash anyways. You cretins. You <laughs> cretins. <laughs> Uh, on Instagram <laughs> at the Denver Stiffs <laughs> on Facebook make sure you're giving us a follow uh, and a like over there if you missed out on the uniforms like we missed out on talking to them you could have saw that live on Facebook live so that's one of those reasons you want to make sure you're following us on those platforms um, if you listen to the podcast version on iTunes first of all why aren't you listening to MBN Dash Radio nothing but net it's on the Dash Radio app you can get it on your phone uh, play it in your car 
um, all kinds of team-specific shows, general NBA shows, and just some good music along the way. So make sure to listen to Nothing But Net Radio. But if you're lazy and you didn't get around to it until you'd listen to the podcast version, if you can subscribe and leave us a rating, we would greatly appreciate it. All right, Ryan, Dan, appreciate you guys being on. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs. It's time to get serious about California's failing infrastructure. More than 1,600 bridges are structurally deficient. Proposition 6 will make things even worse. Prop 6 eliminates more than $5 billion annually in dedicated transportation funding. And 6 kills local traffic relief projects already underway. That's why the California Professional Firefighters and California Association of Highway Patrolmen all say no on 6. Paid for by no on Prop 6. Stop the attack on bridge and road safety. Sponsored by business, labor, local governments, and transportation advocates. Committee major funding from California Alliance for Jobs.